Jason Dick. What is up, my man? I missed you, my friend. I mean, well, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to bring you down the dark, dark road of sober October. I, that's what I thought that I <laughs> saw you post uh, on the uh, on your MySpace page is definitely where I saw it. Either one. Yeah, you were doing Sober October, and I was like, hmm, interesting candidate, Jason Dipson is for that. Uh, <laughs> well, for I'm, that I'm their demographic. <laughs> the well, guy, the guy who drinks multiple beers every day. Right. I'm the guy who's like, hey, you know what? We should quit this uh, just for a month. And here's honestly what I learned. And people are like, oh, yeah, please do. Tell us what you learned after a month of not drinking. Nothing. <laughs> Other than I won't do it again. Um, there were some people who then brought me six packs and were like, hey, here you go. Glad to have you back in the ranks. My neighbor, Jay, actually, the first beer I had, and, and kudos to uh, your team, uh, Jay, who I think you met when you came to the barbecue. Uh, older gentleman, kind of a raspy voice. All right, probably. Hey there, bubs. Yeah. He uh, he said, "We wait till I get uh, down at the bar." And I said, "Sure." <laughs> and then he brought me a Bud Light. Yeah. So he and I cracked a Bud Light. Uh, had that for the first beer, and I had a couple more with him, and it was uh, it was fun, you know. So yeah, yeah. But I didn't lose any weight. I didn't. Was think, that the idea? What was the catalyst behind a whole month of sobriety? Oh, it was total. Just if I if I hashtagged on sober October and sober October with Kreischer, Segura, Rogan, and Ari, maybe we'd get some more listeners. Yeah, we they, did. So did they all? Did they were all doing that. They were all doing. Did so, you, are they taking off weed too? Weed, everything. Really? Wow! Yeah. I would not suspect that group to be in on that. <laughs> to, to be like hey. same as you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same as me, uh, they did it, and it was um, it was interesting. Uh, it was you know. So by the way, the movie we're watching for everyone out there, Hot Tub Time Machine, a classic. Back when this reminds me of, and there was a couple people who used to be funny who weren't funny anymore. Uh, you know, Tom Hanks. <laughs> All right, I still like Tom Hanks. He's just he's just not funny. Anymore. Yeah, I guess that's now he's like that. Uh, he's sort of like the cool dad. Yeah, like he's he's not. Yeah, you're right. He's not. He's not funny it's anymore. Not we're we're, we're, funny. we're two minutes in there, kids. Uh, the um, this the second, you know, the, the second guy, and he's in this movie, and he's still a great actor. Maybe not great. Great's a strong word now. He could have been our Jack Jack Nicholas of our time, right? Jack Nicholson of our time. I'm getting I'm so bad with names. Sam Sam Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Sam he could have won the Masters six times. Could have won the Masters me. six times, and there he is. John Cusack. John Cusack could have been our Jack Nicholson, is what you're yeah. saying? Great actor. Very diverse, funny, uh, serious yeah. roles. And then he's turned into, um, I think for a lack of, he's kind of been a social justice warrior and oh. really focused on that. And has been doing a lot of B-movies and just direct-to-video right. movies. 
I don't know why that changed. I don't know what happened to make that change. But um, I think it was Con Air. Con Air is where the things really spewed uh, for him and Cage skewed off into an alternate reality where he, yeah, he's saving the day wearing those chonkla sandals or whatever he had mm-hmm. on. Uh, and yeah, since then I, I don't know what happened to you, John Cusack. He came out and uh, did a reading, did a video watching of High Fidelity out here, which was good. Yeah, he was really good at that rom com. You know, the Say Anything, the movie that if, right. you, if you watched that and you were 16, that was the movie uh, out on DVD or the movie theaters probably going to get you laid. <laughs> yeah. That was the, for sure, a handhold and some, you know, sharing some popcorn. But, uh, you know, it was uh, it was interesting. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. I had a whole top five uh, era of my life after watching High Fidelity where I was just making top five lists of everything. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I was probably pretty insufferable. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, can I just sit down? You're not in my top five. You're going to have to move on. Uh, I don't know where you want to sit, but this is the top five area. <laughs> now, these days, you I mean, you could have made a top five chat group. You could have done top five Instagram. Right, right. You really could have gone after it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll revisit that. You probably not. To. Probably not. Probably not? Yeah. What's ha- wait, So, remind me what's happening here. Is that his kid? I think that's his kid, yeah. Okay. Just I've seen down. this movie before, unlike many of the films that we've done. Many of the films. And we uh, are, but... as we are, so we're working out of a new studio. And you brought this oh, yeah. up, so just to bring it up. So, listen, it was Dirty Bills, and I've said it a lot, right? Um, Leslie and, and, and Alan, who, who are there, they, uh, they work late, late at night. You know, they opened the bar for us, which was very nice of them. And it, I think when, we first, when I first pitched this to Leslie, she was like, yep, yeah, awesome, sounds great. I love it. And then she's like, fuck, every week? <laughs> and then he was like, she was planning for holidays, and then there was the big anniversary party, and there are right. other things that also keep her uh, extremely busy. And in time of that, I'm also texting her saying, hey, can you let us in? Can you let us in? Can you let us in? Or give me a key. And she's like, I'm not, listen, I'm glad for Sober October, but I'm not giving you a key to a fucking bar. <laughs> and the master pin, because you'll just take people in there at three in the morning and drink. And I was yeah. like, only twice. <laughs> I'll pay for it. I don't care. But uh, so it just it became it seemed like more of a, a nuisance for her and I and I know she's trying to run a business. Uh, my dear friend Bobby Cheatham he uh, said, "Don't worry about it. Use my studio." So here we are in this beautiful studio. It's very nice in here. I assume uh, it probably sounds better, the acoustics better than uh, Dirty Bills were for us. Uh, professionally, but... <laughs> acoustically, professionally done. Yeah. We got these weird things on the walls that I guess catch sound and, and hold yeah. them or move them or whatever. Um, there's lots of other instruments around us that make it seem like perhaps uh, there the other other great things have happened here, but not drinking. Well, a lot of drinking's been done in here. I've Surely. drank a lot in here. Surely, it's a good it's a good spot. So there you go. There yeah. you have it. So dirty bills. We still love you. We're just yes. gonna fuck some other people. And like, yeah. I think that's the right relationship for us. I mean, I think dirty bills. I think we all know this is an open relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we just listen. If we get herpes, we'll bring it back to you. Don't worry. Sharing is caring. Okay. <laughs> I've always wondered that about open relationships. I, I wonder what the rules are. Uh, uh, the rules, like when it comes to once one of you gets herpes, yeah, like, that's the, I'm, you know, I'm done with the openness at that point. <laughs> I mean, you're not opening with them. And then I'm sure, do you find out, because I would think there's a six degrees of separation of not everyone's in an open relationship. So you have sex with someone, they've got the gonorrhea pacifilates, they give it to one of the two people, yeah. and you've got to look and go, all right, who's that other person? Because then I need to X out all those other people on my 
on my right. group chat here for my for my um, where, where's that place way out there starts with an S uh, where they do all the swinging. Oh, uh, out by a lake, far, far away from Austin. One road in and out. I don't know what the swingers place is. paradise okay. out there. But it's a swingers paradise. They have they have different colored lights or flags in the yard that say, "Hey." We're open this evening. Come get your swing on here. Come get your swing on. This here. is an establishment. There's a it's place a, that does this. It's a it's a big neighborhood, kind of like Circle C, but farther oh, out. And they just do full on swinging. There. And it's known for its swinging. All right. Yeah. There's it's interesting. What's the There's a an actual swingers bar or type place. Is it in Pflugerville or it's somewhere north ish up there? Yeah. A, a girl, a sort of friends with benefit person that I had invited me to go there with her one time. Um, but she said I wasn't allowed to fuck any other people besides her. I was like, why? So I just want to go yeah. watch I, other people fuck and then fuck you. I just fuck to your house. Yeah. <laughs> you can just turn on porn and do the same thing. Okay? Yeah. I'm still watching people fuck. And here we go. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't make That's like going sense. to a strip club and, and having her look at you saying, only look at my boobs, <laughs> even though they're covered. Don't you look at her. Eye contact. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and people are wondering, why are we bringing up swinging? Well, hot tub time machine, if you have a hot tub today, you're a dirty, dirty swinger. I uh, I have a hot tub. Uh, <laughs> you're a dirty, dirty swinger. Yeah, I, you have I, a I, pool I, attached to it. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have this You're talking like alone. if you just have the above ground, like on your back patio 100%. hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> just off the deck. Or you've got that one couple who's like, how do we get your hot tub? Come through my bedroom. We've got a double French door. Just put it in. It's amazing. <laughs> Lights shine down. Right off. This is where Tom and I like to do our morning coffee. Yeah. And you're like, you have morning coffee and a fucking hot... You guys are disgusting. Uh, you're right. It does like have it like swinger or some sort of creepy sex den is just connotatively right next to hot tub. I think that might actually be... As someone who is in the pool buying market, I don't know what it was, 18 months ago, two two years ago, uh, but the, all the pool builders call it a spa. They don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't call it a hot tub. And I was like, I was, uh, I didn't know shit. And I was like, hang on, when you say spa, you mean a hot tub, right? I need a hot tub. Like, <laughs> he's like, I yeah, need he's the like, cold weather water. Yeah, we just, we prefer to call it a spa. Uh, and I was like, is that because people, when there's a, if you say hot tub, people are just like grossed out by it? Uh, because yeah, it is kind of a gross sounding word in 2018, hot tub. Yeah, the, the, the hot tub. Eh, it's just not okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's uh it's different. Uh, you know, so this this one, it's weird. Uh, have you do you do uh when you go to the gym? Do you get naked in the hot tub with the whoa, other guys? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, no, I do not go to the but, gym. Ever. But you know what I'm talking about. But I will say, yeah, I my my most recent related experience was I in the summers I often go to uh, Las Vegas in the World Series of Poker. Yep. And uh, sometimes your gym. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I'll go to the spa there and like get a massage before a long tournament or something like that just to I don't know if I'm reeling it in, getting finding my zen or whatever. Uh, but yeah, they have a, a hot tub there and so sometimes before or after the massage I'll get into the hot tub, and I remember the day that I got in, and I was had my swim trunks on. Because you're an adult. <laughs> and then, like, uh, and I wonder how much he judged me, because a man who had to have been, I don't know how old he was, but his balls were 80. His balls were definitely at least oh. 80. So his balls hit before his knees did? Yeah. He just steps in, you're like, hey, it's warm. Yeah, he just comes, he's an older, gray-haired, soft 
pudgy man who comes in and just drops the towel and starts lowering himself into the hot tub and it's just balls for days. Uh, <laughs> just playing the game going, watch my dick disappear. Yeah. Under the bubbles. Uh, but uh, I wonder, did he judge me because I was wearing shorts in the hot tub? Like, am I then that weird guy, the weird kid? I don't think you're the weird kid. Uh, mm. You know, I think older, so you, know, you understand like in the 50s and 60s, well, 60s and prior. I believe it was 60s and prior. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Go do your homework on this. And for sure, don't do Google image search it. But um, there was a lot of... Swimming was a big deal in the, the cities. And they had pools at school. And you could go swim. Right. But the kids swam naked. So the, they didn't have swim oh. trunks. So you could swim trunks at the beach. You could wear shorts at the beach. But then they had like swimming clothes. So the boys would all swim naked. So I'm trying to give this old guy a pass and be like, maybe he was old he's enough. From to, he's from that time. He's from that time. Yeah. Where it's like, remember, you know, and I, now the people I won't give a pass. I was at, a, I was a member of Lifetime Fitness for a while when I first was down south, and okay. I a nice gym, good basketball playing, which is all I really went there for. They had an aloe vera steam room. Uh, a lot of people went in there with just a towel and pretty much naked, so I stayed out of there. Mm-hmm. They had their own individual shower stalls with conditioner, you know, the whole thing. Very, very nice. Fancy. Fancy gym. And uh, one guy was standing there, and he had one leg down and one leg propped up, and he was pulling on his ball sack and then blow drying it. <laughs> <laughs> and first, he's stretching, right? So he's kind of got yeah. a little light lunge in, but he's also blow drying it. I'm like, yeah. how many times or how sensitive are you to moisture and jock itch that you are now comfortable to be boldly naked? Yeah. And just pulling on your balls and drying your undercarriage. I mean, I I dig that you, you don't want to you don't want to put them away wet, or you're gonna get a musty situation going on. But want to smell like burnt Cheerios? Yeah, yeah but uh, is a towel not doing the job? Like, do you have maybe he has some sort of linen allergy? <laughs> He's <laughs> I'm like, why don't you dry out? A linen allergy? I'm sorry, what? I'm also allergic to cotton. What do you wear? Just polyester. Can't put those boys away wet in polyester. No, that's a good point. Socks? Polyester socks. They're horrible. Polyester socks. So you're just, you're a waitress at Hooters? That's what you're wearing? Just the whole polyester outfit? Can hear you walking as you come up? Uh, There's the guy from... Uh, Back to the Future. To so the future. Crispin Glover, obviously a an homage or a nod to Back to the Future. But I don't remember, does he ever say any line or reference anything to be like, hey, I'm George McFly? He Or is he just the creepy as fuck uh, bellman now at this... At this hotel, at the ski lodge. Creepy, demanding bellman. Doesn't uh, have an arm. Do we find out why he doesn't have an arm? I don't believe so. Also, no. pretty bad makeup job here. Yeah. I can see your arm <laughs> in your fucking jacket, Crispin. That's wardrobe. Can we get a, a baggier jacket for him? <laughs> or, or a belly? Yeah. Put the arm under the belly? And then he's asking, do you, uh, do you tip your bellman? Um, do you travel I, with that much luggage? No, see, that's the thing is I never have, a, a, I, I very rarely, I don't even know if I've ever necessitated a Bellman in my life because, yeah, I usually just got one bag and I got it, man. So, in, uh, in the world of travel, do you ever do a winter vacation? I mean, I know Chicago is kind of your winter vacation, um, but have you ever gone, like, to a mountain? N- um... With the idea of not skiing, but letting your friend ski, will you sit in the bar and get drunk? Which is what I do. A couple of years ago, uh, my friend uh, had his bachelor party at uh, in Colorado. 
they had just made the weed legal, and so that's why he wanted to go there. Nice. And uh, we spent two days uh, up in the mountains in Blackhawk. Yeah. Because they have a casino there. And then two days in Denver. But yeah, we went to, we were at this resort up in the mountains. It was March, but it, I guess you can still ski then. It was pretty cold at night. Uh, they were, he was very adamant that we go to a place that had an outdoor hot tub. So you go outside in the cold and chill in the hot, get in the hot tub. That was a disastrous idea. The bachelor party, 20 dudes all getting into a, a hot tub. <laughs> get a little closer. <laughs> yeah. Now don't be shy. Uh, but yeah, I did not, I did not ski. I've never skied. I don't do any of that. That is not a fat man's game. If I break my leg up there on the side of that mountain, just shoot me. You're just going to have to put me down right there. Cause I don't want to, I never mind getting down from the mountain. I don't want to have the game of being on crutches for four months or whatever. It's, I, I can't do that. I was uh, years ago, uh, shout out to my friend, Heather Rogers. She was a single lady at the time living in Colorado. And we go up there, and she goes, we're going to take a weekend. We're going to go up skiing. So we fly up to Colorado, grab some friends. I'm uh, flirting hard with one of her friends who, as you know, her friend was very smart, right? She's like, uh, I like this guy over here because he's stable. He's got a job. He's mm-hmm. got money. His dad's got a job. They've got yeah. money. Is that got, you? No, no, no. Okay. Like, you got me. I'm like, who wants more tequila shots, right? <laughs> She's like, and the guy's like, uh, who's paying for these? I'm like, fuck you, I'm paying for them. And she's like, okay, this guy knows how to blow money. He's fun for the weekend. Yeah. This guy, I'm going to marry. Which is exactly what happened. Yeah. But we're in the bar, we walk in. You now they got those strings with the little silver ring on it, and then there's a hook on yeah. the other side. Yeah, I hate that game. Hate that game. So I walk in, it's kind of in my way, and I just swing it, and it hooks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hope you retired forever. Mm-hmm. Like the- <laughs> this is a problem. So someone goes, I bet you can't do it again uh-huh. in a hundred tries. And I was like, a hundred? Shut up. I'll do it again before a hundred. Yeah. So there you're I one am. for one. You're like, surely I can do this again. Why can't I do it again? So after 50, I was just trying to walk by then and I was hitting people. So the bet was if I couldn't do it, that I would then wear shorts and a t-shirt, soccer socks up to my knees and a sombrero <laughs> and snowboard for the first time by going to the top of the mountain and coming down. It was awful. Yeah, yeah, that does not sound good. Here's your guy, naked, oh. in the hot tub, just for you. So I um, I started to come down. I'm wiping out all the time. My shirt is now wet. It's a kind of a uh-huh. wet snow there. Yeah. It's a little breezy, and I'm cold. I've got goggles and gloves and a short-sleeve shirt that's light blue that says Harlem across the front. <laughs> and I end up unhooking out of the, uh, out of the, the uh, snowboard, mm-hmm. and I sit down, and I ride all the way down. And I come in and I'm physically shivering. My teeth are chattering. Yeah. I would be worried for your, your health, your safety. I look at the gal behind the bar and I go, are those the, the, the warm drinks with the booze in them? And she goes, that's our list. I said, I'll start at number one. And she's like, what happened? I'm like, I lost a bet. She sends three of her waitresses down. And what you don't know in the ski lodges is that with the ladies uh, restroom, they have blow dryers in there. So they can blow dry their hair and... Oh. Fix it up again. All right. She brought me three blow dryers, unplugged some things from behind the bar that weren't needed, like the daiquiri machine. The fuck has daiquiris? <laughs> and puts the blow dryers on, and they're blowing on me. So this is at 9.30 in the morning. I've now gone through the coffee list. <laughs> now I'm wired for sound and blind drunk, and I'm having so much fun. I've got the bar singing tunes. We've, we're singing. My friends come in at lunch. They're like, oh, man, I wonder how Jason's doing. 
They're just fine. <laughs> so now my thing is every time I go somewhere and I went up to, uh, I forget where, the, some other ski lodge place, my friend's like, you're going skiing? I'm like, no, so I'll be in the bar. <laughs> Which one? The one where everyone's singing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just, just, just follow the singing. <laughs> just follow the singing. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> and it was. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, um, I heard this thing, by the way, car transition here, but I heard this thing. Uh, the difference between rats and squirrels are tails. <laughs> uh, because the the squirrel's got a, a cute yeah, a bushy cute, tail. Cute bushy tail. Uh, yeah, uh, squirrel is still a disgusting varmint to me. It is. It should go go away like a bad dream. Um. So you don't ski. We don't. No, oh Jesus! No, look at this drop. I'm not messing around with that either. Uh, I don't. I don't mean. And, and is that I, even a real like? Are there skiers who who do that? I oh guess yeah, they you, are. Yeah, you jump straight off, so that it actually yeah. concaves in. And you jump down, yeah. and then you land as the hill comes out. You're a, if you're a black diamond belt, that's something, it. The, something the, like the that. black diamond people. Uh, Craig Robinson, and no offense, does not look like a skier. Yeah. Uh, just the way he's holding himself. These are obviously stunt skiing, stunt skier and borders, right? Yeah. And and uh, and blue screened Ow. for sure, or green screen. Yeah. The green screen for sure, but yeah, you just you know you find out all sorts of nonsense. Uh, in the uh, in your younger years, we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of bright colors. Did you ever use that sunscreen that was multicolor that you could put on your oh, nose? No, I think that was probably before my time. Um, hang on, was it not? I, I'm picturing somebody just with a white nose. Zinc. No, well, there was a zinc with the pink yeah. and the green. Oh no, no, no! I never oh, did yeah. that. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So I've had. I mean, I grew up in Whitefish, Montana. I used to go up to a big mountain and ski uh, when I was younger. A night skiing because it was just cheap. You know, my parents were just like, "Yeah, just go night skiing. You can you can just walk up the mountain. We'll drop you off down here. We'll do this over here." Are there lights on the mountain? There are. Oh, okay. It lights up in areas. So we, you know, as kids, fifth grade, we'd do that. My parents let me stay out till eleven o'clock at night skiing. Just really get me exhausted. That ADHD calms down. (laughs) You know, go to sleep, uh, figure out what's going on, and then uh, and and come back. But it was, um, yeah, it was. I mean, you could always tell. Like I was the poor kid. Jeans didn't have the snow pants, <laughs> right? Jean jacket with like two sweaters underneath the gloves, because you could also get a, uh, a thing from the local McDonald's that would be like night skiing. You got a Happy Meal. Oh. You're under thirteen, or you're thirteen. Here you go. You get you know, seven dollars. You, know, you save up all right. summer. You have to go night skiing. It was a lot nice. of fun. Nice. Meet these nice people. The uh, the ski instructor who is like, I mean, he's the douche guard of the winter. He's the lifeguard yeah. of the winter. <laughs> You know, just wears different outfits, complete tool, uh, and then well, oh, the ladies, the ladies' outfits. Well, it doesn't matter outside of anything like 1975, right? I don't think the ladies' outfit really doesn't matter winter or summer. It is how do I look my best? Mm-hmm. It's just like bright colors, earth tones, whatever you want to go. And now. I think this is the, by the way, we're bringing this up, because this is the point where I think they figured out they've... They, they've woken up the next day, and they're yeah. like, hey, we're back in... Are, did they go to the 80s? Is that what? Yeah, they went to the 80s. So they're pre-Google. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a big old cell phone. Did you, did you know anyone who had one of those nah, phones like that? Nah, that was That was rich people shit, man. I, didn't, I did not have that. My dad had a business partner who I uh, let him use one when he'd go hunting, and then had the battery. Yeah, the As bag, like the, yeah, the, the briefcase, the, yeah. right? And then the phone. And I remember we were out in the woods and we didn't know what was going to happen. And we are just, it, we are losing our minds. 
And we're like driving higher and higher. He's like, we're going to catch a signal up past this ridge. <laughs> I was like, what? Are you serious? A signal past this ridge? Jesus Christ, this is terrifying. How does this thing fucking work? He's like, oh, it works. <laughs> Alf. I love Alf, man. Yeah, I think they're rebooting it. There's talks that it's coming back or something. Is he really going to eat cats this time? That's what I'm like. How can you bring the... How, how is that allowed? That the, you have this alien who lives in your house who just wants to uh, uh, eat animals alive. Eat the household pet alive. Yeah, no, it's not good. Like, if they tried that on Modern Family, it'd be canceled next week. That, the, they couldn't do that. No. Uh, I mean, Roseanne Barr made one tweet and she got canceled. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm pretty sure the first time he puts a cat in between two slices of bread right. and goes to take a chomp, the, the cat lovers out there, there's a reason they're called crazy cat people. Yeah. They're going to lose their goddamn minds. There's, I mean, there's just definite rules in life. Like, rule number one, A, you just don't kill dogs in movies or it ruins the whole fucking movie. Right. B, we always assume that cats die in movies even though we don't have to see it because they're cats uh-huh. and they breed like crazy. He's got both arms. Yeah. Now I'm starting to think uh, we are going to figure out how he, how he lost his arm. Maybe we do. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then <coughs> anytime you kill an animal, uh, it's, you know, it's just, uh, it's bad for ratings. Right. Now I'm hoping that they do it on uh, Netflix or HBO someplace. Go super dark with it. And yeah. Kind of like all the Marvel Alpha's stuff. Just, he's just the, he's, he's the, uh, the anti-hero of the show. And uh, yeah, he's constantly going around eating cats. Could Alf be like the Tony Soprano? Huh. Where you, you right. like him, right. but you, you also know... Him, but you know he's evil. Horrible shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Alf, man, he just he just, he just just saved Fukushima. So nice of him. And then he's just <laughs> grabbing a cat by the tail. It's going, and you just know it's going to die. And he's like, I'm going to eat yeah. this fucking cat. I'm going to kill a kid. I like, also, Why? <laughs> uh, I saved Fukushima. I'm hungry. I also want Alf to be a mafia boss. Like, just to be, you know, running, running books and numbers and... Uh, he, and that's just he's he's just that's his vice. Is he, that's his vice. Yes, and numbers. No, 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 no. Is that he's constantly eating cats, and he like eats the rival mob boss's cat, and then he's in a whole world of shit, and he's got to find a safe house. This is a good idea. We should send. Idea. We should send this to HBO. Do you think at some point in time he fights Howard the Duck? <laughs> <laughs> who, who do I have in a fight between Alf and Howard the Howard the Duck? I mean, I have Alf, one hundred percent. See, Alf, you never saw him from the waist down. Uh, I don't know why I know this uh, Wikipedia wormhole one day, but like that whole set, they built this set where the he, you know, the the puppeteers could run around. Like there were all these trenches all over that house that you couldn't see. On TV, kind of ruins the drinking so out of that game. <laughs> you, you could, yeah, you could move uh, move Alf all around the set, and so yeah, I don't really know how big Alf is or how good. Yeah, 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 he's got a strong base. What's going on there? I think we I know Howard the Alf. Duck. Howard the Duck's big enough in certain areas. He has to wear a condom, right? 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 It's late. I remember. I remember the religious right freaking out about that. Like, I'm sorry, that's bestiality. It's like, first of all, it's a fucking comedy. You guys need to calm. <laughs> down don't take everything literally all right yeah there's there's some things you can probably i did a i did a piece uh well while we were away on uh the wonderful oh they're just doing so much coke it did not that coke's good for you it smells great but it's not good for you um <laughs> but uh no we were um on uh noah evan almighty oh okay yeah just because religion's so ridiculous mm-hmm. and there's like this one story in the old testament where this old guy's walking down the road and he's 42 or 36 kids, depending on what new international version you're reading, make fun of him for being bald. And he, he looks, he gets down to his knees, goes, God, 
curse these children. And two female bears come down and eat all the kids. Hang on. Wait, wait, this is a real story in the Bible? What yeah, happened here? Yeah. It's a real story in the Bible. I didn't I, mean, I was not. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, if he's trying to convert me right now, first of all, shitty timing. Secondly, no. <laughs> yeah. I uh, now, now are you converted? Because now you can curse people with bears. I was like, I'm pretty sure Jason said this was from the Bible. I was like, this sounds more like it belongs in our Al- Alf Howard the Duck gangster movie. <laughs> That's why I'm bringing like, it up. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> When those two are fighting, they can call down bears instead. Like, are they physically fighting or are they using their mental powers to call on their gods from their planets right. to have bears destroy other things? <laughs> if you took the wackiness of Alf, the craziness of Howard the Duck, and Howard the Duck, by the way, is like the fat guy who won that Nevada um, race. Dennis Hoff, the, Dennis uh, Hoff, the pimp. The pimp? Yeah. And someone like, Why is he like him? <laughs> because he's just fucking chicks the whole time. Oh, okay. He's just getting laid all the time. Well, by the way, Dennis Hoff, someone put on there, hey, this pimp won this area. And one of my friend's friends said, hey, man, he's not a pimp. He's yeah. like, uh, dude, he ran a brothel. What would you call him? A business owner? It's legal there. Right. I Still a pimp. Hey, guess what? Yeah. If you're selling drugs and you're a pharmacist, you can just call yourself a drug dealer. You right. can make it fancy and call yourself a pharmacist, but you're a drug dealer. Take the negative connotations that go with uh, go with being a pimp away. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just the guy who runs a sex business, right? That's right. Yeah. That's twice this podcast I've said connotations. I'm smart. Smart. I know, I know words. Things. Hey, uh, don't play words with friends with him. He'll drop connotations <laughs> on you. Okay? You need a lot of letters, letters for that. Man. <laughs> no, I, I'm not spelling it. Chevy man, Chase. Remember I, he used to be funny? Yeah, I've seen this movie and now there's like all these parts. I'm like, Chevy Chase is in this movie? I don't remember Chevy Chase being around He's here. He's a maintenance guy. He's got to fix the hot tub. What happened to him? He took a, a John Cusack turn for the worst too. Like nobody likes him anymore. He got off drugs. Is that, and he and he's not funny anymore? He's not funny anymore. Some people should stay on drugs. Yeah. Uh, Chevy Chase, every rock star. Um, you know, it's just, it's just true. Like some people just, you listen, you gotta, you gotta do it, kids. You got some people just, it's just, it's, life's a little bit better when you're on drugs. Mm-hmm. You're funnier, you're nicer, you're a little more engaging. Uh, some people go off the rails and they shouldn't be on drugs and I understand that. Uh, but you know, when it comes to a Chevy Chase, I would say, hey, right, probably go back on him. Did it? Because now he's just pain in pain and a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> well, so yeah, is his his work no good since he's off drugs, or people just don't like him anymore? Because no, like, it's hard to deal with. Think of that era, like. I mean, that's Bill Murray's, and uh, both of them came about at the beginning of SNL. Did Bill, Bill Murray stop drinking? Bill Murray, Bill Murray, National Treasure. No. Uh, yeah, that's it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Chevy Chase. So, kids. <laughs> kids. Don't stop doing drugs, okay? I mean, listen. Don't do drugs, kids, actual yeah. kids, but when you're a, a grown-up. And you're functioning, and you're cruising your life, and everybody yeah. likes you, and you're recreationally, you know. Being safe. This is. Chasing the dragon. Yeah. Uh, moving some weight and the DEA is not on you yet. Right. Just, first of all, here's rule number one. If we learned anything from Breaking Bad, save your drug money and then go hide somewhere. <laughs> Breaking Bad, have I, <laughs> have I given you this take before? No. I was so frustrated. Give us some no beer, more beers. Oh, okay. You give us this take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Breaking Bad. It is the tremendous. I, I'm going to watch it again. I think I'm going to start the whole series over and just watch it again. Uh, I watched the whole thing in like, I don't know, three or four weeks. I waited until it was almost over, and then I binged it and watched the last six episodes live as, the, as they came out. Uh, I loved it. It's great. 
arguably the, the best TV show ever. I like The Sopranos too. Never seen The Wire. I never hate me. Uh, but for like the last basically half, probably maybe even starting in like season three, that might be half the halfway point. I don't even know. But uh, I I started to get frustrated that Walt uh, kept fucking up and making trouble for himself. Like I just wanted to see the show. Where he's like, okay, I've made $80 million in meth money. Now I'm going to party. Now I'm just going to have a good time with my friends and buy a huge mansion and uh, outfit it with this bitchin' pool or move, I'm going to move to Mexico, whatever. I don't know. But I was always just frustrated. It's like, golly, you, did, you fucked it up again. You somehow got yourself into a situation where you're definitely going to die and you made it out and then we waited six more months for new episodes and you're going to die again. It's... No, I agree with you. Um... What's your what's your exit exit number? Like, let's say we figured out not say that I have had figured this out, but let's say we figured out for some nefarious individuals how to launder money through Bitcoin. Huh. Oh, let's just say let's just say that was an option. Okay, so we we'll wait till it gets low, and then we we pump the volume up. We drop in because it's all anonymous. You know, a uh, million, two million, three million dollars. It goes up to a thousand dollars a coin, right? They're at their three hundred million dollar mark, and boom, we cash out. Yeah, and just drop Bitcoin down. You and you just keep doing this, right? Because at the end of the day, it, it's all anonymous. No one knows where that money's coming in, coming out from. It's all good, right? It's just okay. Do, 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 do. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. I'm so in. we do I'm this. In. So the first the first quarter, we each make five million. The second quarter, we make ten million. We've, we've spent some of that, probably maybe on a nice road trip to Louisiana. Just the two of us. Okay, all right. In, in, a, in a convertible Corvette. <laughs> Sounds like a tremendous time. <laughs> you can pick the playlist. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. We're going to pick up some moonshine. Uh, but, you know, the rest, you know, and how much do you sock away? And then at what point do you just look at Austin and Chicago and the mm. other U.S. cities and go, Turks and Caicos is nice this, <laughs> this time of my life. I'm going to go there, buy a little beach bar. Right. When when can I get out? Yeah. When are you out? I mean, I guess that's the idea. That's why Walt, Walt uh, didn't couldn't stop was because you know he he was talking about he wanted to make money for his family and when he was dead. Eighty but million really, seems like a lot. Really. All, then all of a sudden he was like, oh, I like the power I get off on on doing this. Uh, I don't think that I would catch that disease that that would happen to me. Um, I mean. It, it, I guess I would need to know the risk level of this Bitcoin scheme that we're involved in. Seems to me, like the way you painted, it seems, <laughs> seems like pretty. Uh, we're riding on easy street. It's not like moving meth past Tuco in the in the. Game. Oh no, we're not. We're not touching any of that stuff. Um, we're dancing with money. The only the only time it gets dangerous is if someone pulls out before we do. If some Chinese billionaire is trying to wash oh, his right. money and get it over here, right, drops right. it in. And because uh, we're having to, we're reinvesting all of our funds over and over again. So, so it's all new money. You're just washing money, and then we're taking our ten percent. So you take a hundred million dollars in cash. You go to the Bitcoin place. You say, hey, here you go. Put this in Bitcoin, and you do it out through yeah. ten thousand dollar or nine thousand dollar parcels. Do, 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 do. And you do it over a quarter, and it builds up. And you're like, all right, I'm going to cash out. I'm going to put it in this kind of an account, and then you're done. And Currently, right, like the IRS doesn't really know how to uh, tax that. There's, there's, there's all sorts of confusion around Bitcoin, in which you can mm-hmm. you have a limited window, probably another two years, especially as it stays really volatile, not as a currency, mm-hmm. but more. Oh, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. It's about Sorry. To happen. <laughs> uh, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. My my bad for accusing you, Hot Tub Time Machine, of not explaining how. Yeah. Oh God damn it! He didn't even. It didn't even happen. It didn't even happen. You got me again. I was in the middle of apologizing because you didn't show me how George McFly lost his arm, then throw the chainsaw in the air, and actually he's he's still saved. I, still I saved. imagine maybe we'll still see it. Uh, okay. Sorry, I interrupted you. No. Yeah. So, so there's so there's just a there's just a. There's just a warning that you know that someone could cash out before you, mm-hmm. and if they cash out mm-hmm. before you, then everything drops, and then you owe those people money still. Ah, hence the laundering. Just so, like just like in Breaking Bad when he was laundering that money through the car wash. Right, right, right. So we're gonna have to open a bar. Yeah, launder some money. I consider myself a smart math numbers type person, but man, that uh, you you just talk circles around me there. I guess I don't know the I don't I don't know what IRA stands for. <laughs> What's the K in four hundred one K? Is it four hundred one thousand? I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's for yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I actually know what the is there is there risk of uh, legal? Uh, I I would be in trouble with the law. Can I go to prison for the rest of my life if I do this? Not if we dump that money in offshore accounts like Turks and Caicos. Then no, it doesn't matter. If you open an account down south, like so, it's one private jet ride. Mm-hmm. Open that account. And do Bitcoin through one of those loophole countries, then you're fine. Uh, I th- okay. The, we've made it very difficult. I'm going to say the easy answer is: if I have ten million dollars, I'm good, and I'm not breaking the law anymore. I'm going to take my ten million and I'm yep. going to put it in a IO140KK IRAK, uh, oh, one of those you things. You can't do that. I can. I can't do it. Nope. My because my, my ten million was ill-gotten gains. They're gonna yeah, say, "Hey, where'd you gonna, get this ten million?" It's gonna sit million? down in an account in Turks or in the Grand Canyon. Can I put it in somewhere where it will just uh, the ten million slowly turns into ten point three million, ten point eight million? Like that's I'm I'm gonna say I'm good at that point. Like I I have no desire you can, you can to run it, up, run it up to a hundred million or anything. You can like gain that. interest. Yeah, you can get yeah, interest in an account. Yeah, I'm a simple man. Okay, so there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm ten. That's little. That's a small number. That's not enough. It got a lot of drinking ahead of me. Yeah, I know. It's like a million dollars <laughs> is not what it used to be. It's not. I mean, I remember when a million dollars bought you this crazy house, and now it buys you a house in this neighborhood. Right. Right. This is it's, a it's great. I mean, the house across the street, that fancy new house across the street, just sold for a million three. So. Yeah, I'm gonna run out of my ten million quick. Quick. So I think mm. I'm at mm. I'm at fifty. 50 million. I close out at 50, and the reason I close out at 50 is I think I can go to – I think I can do two things. I can I can stagger it out. So I can spend a little time in Turks or Grand Cayman, live a – try to live a little humbly, but definitely drink and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't get the – don't get the Eleanor, you know the the uh, the '67 uh, Mustang, famous in the, uh, the the Nicolas Cage movie, where he steals cars. I forget the name of that movie now. Her name is Eleanor, though. Gone in sixty seconds. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I was like leaving Las Vegas. He probably stole something. Right? He probably stole <laughs> something there. You know, I, so I, I can't buy the Lamborghini or Ferrari. Yeah. But then what I can do is I can take that money, try to legitimize it in those accounts for for a period of time. Maybe uh, be a partner in a little beach bar and have some fun there, and then move myself to the wonderful world of Australia and die by a poisonous spider's head. See, that's what your fifty million. That's another thing you have to factor: is you're an alien. You're going to live like a hundred years past me. 
Like I, ten million is good because I don't, I don't know. I got a decade and a half left here, or something like that. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> sir. Uh, sorry, there's boobs. There's boobs. Sorry, folks. There is graphic nudity of Craig Ferguson's chest, hairy, with a lady who's. Um, by the way, uh, oh, I gotta stop saying that. I say that a lot in regular conversation and on this podcast. I by the way, that. by the way, have uh, you ever had sex in a hot tub or a tub? It's not good. Yeah. Uh, just underwater in general is messing things up. There's, yeah. Somehow it, there's more friction, even though it's all lubricated. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's a problem. That's it's all a problem. Shower sex is a problem. You can drown in the shower. Yeah. The water comes down. Even the waterfall shower. It comes down the wrong way. <laughs> You're dead. You got to get a snorkel. You know, the movies make it all look and sound good. It's not. Uh, my new house has a, a pretty big shower that's got a bench on it. Excellent. I think that's for old people or ladies shaving their legs or, I don't know, something like that. But it actually works out pretty good for shower sex. It's also good if uh, you've had a long day and you just want to grab oh my a God. little ice bucket and put a couple of beers in there and sit down <laughs> and have a shower beer. Uh, that Now, that is a good idea. I have, I've got to adopt this shower beer uh, oh, uh, policy. So good. There are There are definitely <laughs> mornings... Where I get up, the alarm goes off at goddamn four forty-five, and I'm hungover, and I'm like, "Oh, why am I? I have to go to work." And I'll just go sit in there and like fall asleep again. And I wake up, like, oh, what? <laughs> and someday I'm gonna wake up. It's gonna be like eight thirty, and I'll be like, "Fuck, fuck my water bill." <laughs> <laughs> Here in Austin, folks, inside joke. Here in Austin, water's expensive <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, did you? Uh, were you a fan of Poison? Uh, no, I don't know. Just a little bit before my time, Poison was. I, I'm aware of some Poison things. Brett Michaels, every rose has its thorn. Yeah. Right? Every, Pour some every, sugar on me. Uh, that's not Poison, is it? That's Def Leppard. Def Leppard? I think so. Just, I need to do some research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, in general, all of my Poison enjoying was done in novelty times. Like, I, uh, I went and saw... Uh, Def Leppard and who else was it? Brian Adams. Oh, now see, Brian Adams, I get down on that shit. Fresno, California. And I remember during Def Leppard, we got these VIP section areas and there's this couple fighting and this guy, he takes his ring and he looks at her and he rips it off his finger and he just throws it. And it was kind of a crowded VIP area, but we're right there. Yeah. He's stomping around. He leaves, and Brian Adams comes on, and he's singing his love songs, and he's yeah. doing whatever he Brian Adams. Like a knife. That was a real bad Brian Adams. Sorry. And they, but that couple walks by me, and that guy looks at me, and he's like, "Have you seen a little?" I'm like, oh, "The ring God. you threw." <laughs> so was it like an engagement ring? Like a, no, it was his wedding ring. Oh, his wedding he ring. He threw his ring. Oh, and he goes, yeah. "Have you seen a gold? Uh, the, your uh, the ring you threw?" Yeah. And he just kind of looks at me like, "Hey, asshole, <laughs> try and." Trying to curb the situation here. He's <laughs> like, uh, don't know you. Don't yeah. care. Uh, might as well be a bus driver right now. Right. And she looked at him like, yeah, motherfucker, you did throw that ring, didn't you? And he's like, honey, we're trying to find it, okay? We're working our hardest right now. Have you, uh, have you, you're a longtime married man now. Are you on your original wedding ring? Uh, no. In fact, the beautiful ring that my, uh, my wife had gotten me, we were in Montana together. We were doing a rafting trip down the Mississippi. Uh, my aunt and uncle wow. have a beautiful home on the Mississippi River. They drive us up like seven miles, ten miles, give us a tub full of booze, 
and then uh, they let us raft down. Party. And then we raft down, and as we raft down, we pull over at the house. The hot dogs, the, the burgers are ready. Everything's done. We're all drunk, having a good time. Yeah. Well, in this, I was using my ring, very nice titanium or some crazy metal. I don't know. It was expensive. Uh, to open beers, bottles of beer. <laughs> the, one of the other husbands showed me how to do it. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Well, do, you, pull, do, do you pull on the, I'm trying to. Yeah, you pull that. on it or you pop it. So you can do that or you can do this. You go. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, right, yeah right, that right makes up. sense. Now I see. So we're, it out, boys we're trying to do it, and you know, and I'm having some fun. And well, anyways, the the cold, cold water makes more than just your nether regions shrink. <laughs> it actually, my hands, my fingers shrunk down, and my ring fell off. So I come out, and I'm a little nervous. And I got my stepmom there. I've got my uh, my aunt Lisa there. I got my grandmother there. And I got some bad news. <laughs> now what? I'm like, oh, I lost my wedding ring. Now, usually this is the best time to lose a wedding ring. Like if you're out on business and you come back without your wedding oh, ring. Oh, right, right. It's like what happened? Or you, uh, you know, anytime, anywhere, these things happen. It's, it's not good for anyone. Mm-hmm. But I'm with her. We shared an inner two. Yeah. She's still like, how'd you lose it? <laughs> I was like, well, we were together. <laughs> She's just like, don't care. So uh, in her spite and anger, she then got me one of these rubber rings. Right. They're like $12. She's like, well, you don't want to hurt me when playing basketball. Mm-hmm. I was like, thanks for thinking of me. And she goes, you know, if I lose my ring, I'm going to need to get a new one. I said, well, I suggest selling your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, that's what I've always said. My weird thing about engagement rings is what is it, what is it supposed to be? Two months of my salary? Three months of my salary? Three months. For the record, I, I, when I, got, I got married in 2007. And 2007, Jason Dix, two months of his salary, that was fine for engagement ring. If I am to be married again, that, that, that is not going to fly. All no. right? Ten days salary. That's what. Ten days? Because I just can't have, like, how can you have a person walking around with that much value just on their hand? Never mind losing it. Somebody's going uh, to mug you. She's got a nice rock. Yeah? Yeah, wife's got a nice rock in her hand. She's doing well. Uh, quite, so, uh, by the way, speaking of ladies... One of your friends. Oh no! I'm excited. One of your, to see one where of your, this one goes. of your, one of your lady friends uh, reached out via the Instagram. Oh no! And was like, "Hey, this is when I did my post on um, on people I wanted to have on the show." Uh huh. And so one of the people I tagged was your partner, Devil Keep. I was like, "Oh yeah. hey, Deb, you come on the show." Yeah. And then I also put Aubrey Marcus on there, and we got a little something going on here. Uh, your device is available internet bandwidth. Oh, oh, oh we're never back. mind. We're back. We're good. Hey, folks, it's real time. Uh, but anyways, I put this thing in. The picture I chose for Deb was you laying naked on top of her. <laughs> I think it was from one of the bad John Paul shoots. Uh, yeah, I think we were probably trying to recreate. I think that's a famous Yoko. Yoko and, Ono yeah, thing. Yeah, John yeah. Lennon uh, picture. Yep. Some of those bad John Paul shoots, if you want to come behind the scenes. There's a lot of vodka consumed before that. I would and assume there has to be. Yeah. For, Still fun, though. Yeah, I think it was like a, uh, she needed some courage, and I'm just an alcoholic. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'll get naked, but I would like a shot. Yeah. To get naked? No, no, I just want a shot. And so, yeah, there was, uh, I, yeah, there was a lot of intoxication there, and that resulted in some fun pictures. So I didn't know who this person was, and someone uh-huh. chimed in and said, I didn't need to see that this morning because I led with that picture. Uh-huh. Okay. 
And I it's like a big half piece of my ass, right? Yes. Is that okay? Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And I reply back with, "You spelled sexy wrong, and thank you, uh-huh. wrong." And then she goes, "No, no, no." I want that man. I wined and dined his sexy ass, but he doesn't want me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. And she's like, no, you're not. Don't do it. I won't listen anymore. And I was like, mm, one person not listening. We just picked up five new listeners in Turkey. I'll gamble. Really? <laughs> yeah. We got five new listeners in Turkey. Sober got, October, all the way to Turkey. We got 20 new listeners in Mexico. How do we get? I don't understand how. I don't, first of all, guess and this is the better part. There's there's a group. <laughs> so I did that Evan Almighty the Noah thing, right? Yeah. And I tagged the Bible and all this. Stuff. Oh, good. I bet they oh, love that. No, 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 no. There's a there's a group. It's just it it spans out to like fifty churches. Oh. This, and it redid my podcast. And oh, the dang. guy was like, the guy's like, you forgot to tag profanity. I got in a lot of trouble. Oh. The guy messaged me because he saw Evan Almighty and Noah and the Bible. Right. And, and stories he just from the, figured like, this was some good-hearted, family-friendly, uh, religious uh, propaganda that you were passing along. Yeah. <laughs> There's I lose his arm. Yeah. That's that how he loses it? Hang on. So I lose his arm. Oh. And. Elevator. Nope. Hey guys, almost lost my arm there. (laughs) Uh, So So, yeah, so then I got a message from this like church local group or whatever that's on SoundCloud mm -hmm. that uh, that started followed us for a good two hours (laughs) and then was quickly like, no, no, was out after that. Well, yeah, they they shared it with their whole church group, and I think after the third f bomb, someone was like, I'm sorry, I don't think I don't. I mean, these are Bible stories, 100. percent because my thing was always with all of that was these are the stories they tell you. They've got a whole book of other stories that they that some people are like too crazy for the Bible. Right. Outtakes. Outtakes. Director's cut material only. Yeah. There is like this. No one's going to believe this shit. <laughs> now, I mean, there's like one where Daniel goes and he's like, hey, I want to marry your daughter, Saul. Saul's like. Yeah, I don't want you to marry my daughter. And he goes, come on, I want to marry your daughter. And of course, I'm ad-libbing a little bit of this, but this is pretty much verbatim, King James. Yeah. And Saul goes, our worst enemies are the Philistines. You bring me a hundred foreskins, and you can marry my daughter. <laughs> I mean, if you wonder why Catholic priests are gay, right? It's just like, handle a hundred dicks. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say kill them. He just said, play with some dicks and cut some right. foreskins off, right? So, right, right. And Daniel, being a dutiful son-in-law, mm-hmm. He brings back 200 foreskins. <laughs> now, you've got to assume some are injured in, in accidents. Some He handled a minimum of 250 dicks. Yeah. A minimum to get 200 foreskins. He probably cut some the wrong way. He probably wasn't good at it the first time. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he didn't practice somewhere to get those foreskins. Imagine being in a Bible study group and someone's like, we got a new podcast from, from the group. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear... Yeah. There's nothing gayer than handling 200 dicks, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) I think... uh, Hashtag's gone wrong. Yeah. That guy got exiled to Turkey. That's how he's (laughs) one of the listeners that we got in. in He's like, fuck it, I'm still listening to him. I don't care. (laughs) Now that my life is over, I'm turning turning over a new leaf. This is is who I am now. (laughs) So he's Mexico or Turkey. He's one of the two. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know which young lady in question uh, you're referring to, and she is very nice. And she did take me on a very fancy, fun date. 
and I care for her a great deal, but I'm just a, I'm a, I'm bad for people. All right. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. Hey, you know, I think everyone, as long as you, you know, I was, I was talking with, uh, we had Elizabeth Maxwell in here and I'm talking <laughs> to uh, my good buddy, Bobby Cheatham, his studio. He comes in and he's in for part of the interview and we're having fun. He goes, and I think this is where a little bit, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. He goes, with Jason, he's talking about me. He goes, you got you to gotta give him some boundaries. He's like, <laughs> I remember right after I met him, he's like, we should road trip to Kentucky just to get moonshine. And then road trip right back. And at the time, I was driving a Mini Cooper. Uh-huh. And, you know, he was just, he's just, he's looking at me and he goes, I'm not in the car with you for two straight days just to get moonshine. <laughs> I'm not doing it. And he goes, no, no, no. And I was like, I'll give you the playlist. You can play whatever you want in the car. And Bobby's like, it's a fucking Mini Cooper. We're both over six feet tall. Like, we're not getting in this. I'm not doing it. He's like, I like to take him in small doses. He likes to take me in big doses. And I have to figure out, like, where I come in and where I just let him run my studio. Right. <laughs> like, and, it, and that's where I look at it and I go, I could be like, I'm bad for people. Or I could just say, hey, listen, people, I know or don't know my boundaries. I really don't care. You guys figure it out. I'm just going to keep being me. So you could, but you would uh, road trip for two days with somebody, and then and back and forth that, just to do a moonshine. That run? wouldn't drive you nuts. No, no, because it'd just be like Cannonball Run. I would just be thinking about all that. Like I have a dream if someone wants to sponsor this, where we do a podcast in an airplane just to do the movie Airplane. <laughs> uh, yeah, how how sponsored does it need to be? I mean, I, I say let's let's shoot for the moon. Let's no, we're a, shooting for the moon. We're going somewhere. Pri- private jet uh, the set us all up, but yeah, we could just get two tickets. Uh, you know, on Southwest. No, because we're we we got to get three tickets Southwest. We're both we're both over six feet. We got to have a we got have a place for the eye for the for the for the. I think it would be better just to let's get two tickets on Southwest. Somewhere close, Little Rock. Lubbock. (laughs) (laughs) And whoever winds up in the middle seat between us, we just make them hold all the shit and just be like, here you go, free movie. (laughs) Free onboard entertainment today. Yes, yes, don't talk. Yeah. What? (laughs) Shut your goddamn mouth. I'm sorry, what's going on? We're trying to do a podcast, you're being a little rude. (laughs) You you know, if you say it like that, I'm sure they're going to be like, oh, they're they're, they're going to do something really important here. I got to. I yeah. watch my P's and Q's. We can get one of those uh, Southwest flight attendants who thinks they're a comedian on there. Isn't What's up with those? Uh, I feel like they've they've downplayed their game recently. Am I crazy if I just tune them out? Because I feel like five years ago, well, well, I, five ten years, years ago, ago, you'd get on a Southwest flight, yeah, and yeah, it was like it was like Rita Rudner was playing tonight, <laughs> and uh, there would be a lot of prepared material. I don't hear that as much anymore. My, I think like everything, right? They're a little tired of it because they don't get yeah. paid anymore for it. It's like they get a bonus. And is it, by the way, uh, oh, fuck me. I don't understand when you land mm-hmm. why we applaud. <laughs> That's your fucking job. If right. we land on just one wheel, <clears throat> applaud. If we don't blow up and the engine's on fire, applaud. If we just land. I don't need Captain Tom up here. Uh, we're coming into Orange County, flying in a little hot, but we're going to make it happen, folks. <laughs> and we're down. Okay, how's everyone doing back there? And everyone's like, oh, applaud. Yeah. No. There's what? definitely so I've had I had some landings. I mean, nothing disastrous, uh, thank God. But I've had some landings where I'm like, that was well below average. That yeah. was. <laughs> I've bumped. I've done the drop. 
where there's a little air gap because of the yeah. heat of the runway and the cool temperatures up above, and they come into land, and the plane just goes bam, and you hear it. Everyone's like, "Huh?" He's like, "Sorry about that, bump folks." Yeah, so would love to have learned about that, you know, sooner than later. That's for sure. Uh, this is the great thing. So, if you could travel back in time, there's so let's go three points in time. You can travel back three di- three different times. Okay. What do you wh- one? Where are you traveling to? And then wh- how are you using that knowledge to benefit yourself today? This is a little Back to the Future ask about. Uh, it. yeah. Would it be? I, I'm just gonna. I'm a huge Back to the Future nerd, so I just go back to. 1985, 1955, and 1885, and just do all the things. The the Back to the Future. No, I wouldn't do that. Uh, Hill Valley is not a real place. Um, Allegedly. You know, uh, I, I've sometimes thought if I could invent time travel. Um, this is sort of like Marty going back and buying the sports almanac, but I would earn it. Uh, like poker, a game that I play a lot of now, everybody's pretty good now. Like, if you were playing poker in the early 2000s, people were just fucking miserable. And people who were not great became millionaires really quickly playing online poker. So, yeah, I would go back to, I'd go back to, like, the, the late 90s and just crush poker for five or five or six years. Is that a weird, dorky answer? Probably. Probably not so good. Just, just, the, just crush poker? You're not, you're not pulling one or two winning lotto numbers? Yeah, well, I mean, see, what I did was I'm doing it ethically, all right? I just have this this skill that was not as a that people had not refined to the point that they had uh, today back in back at that time. That's not cheating and going in back back in time and knowing the lottery numbers, Jason. That's unethical. What you're what you're attempting to do, sir? No, I'm not ethical. That's. <laughs> uh, I find you to be a very ethical man. You just brought me another beer. Thank you, sir. Well, you're very welcome. I don't know. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any times in that. I mean, that, is there any anything else to do besides go back and have some scheme to make money? Like, does somebody want to be like, oh, I want to go back to the day of the moon landing, or you know, whatever? Well, I'll go back. I would like to go back. I want to see the Beatles in 1960. I don't care about that shit. I want to go back far enough. I want to see if dinosaurs really existed. I think that'd be interesting. You know, huh. I'd like to see. I want to be protected, but I want to go see right. dinosaurs. Uh, I think that would be fun. Um, I would like to go back to uh, Egyptian times. I want to see how how they built the pyramids. I just I'm fascinated uh, by by that. Where they there's, so there's this prevailing argument that says prevailing is probably a strong word. There's an argument by conspiracy theorists out there that say, hey, in this world. The Egyptians were actually, or people prior, had all this great knowledge, and then there was another flood, or there was another great disaster that destroyed everything. And they look to Genghis Khan as an example of that, because when you look at the Middle East and where they're at politically, socially, economically, excuse me, compared to other areas of the world, you go, wow, what happened in certain parts? Well, Genghis Khan came through, and he destroyed everything. He did it through a three-part act. Uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History does a great seven-part series on the rule of Genghis Khan and what he did to destroy the Middle East when they were a contemporary society and one of the thought leaders of the world at the time and how he brought them literally back to the Stone Ages. So you wonder then what could have happened that could have taken the power to build a pyramid. We still can't build a pyramid, right? Las Vegas, that one's (laughs) sinking. Uh, What did they do right? What did they do differently? 
and it's not saying that they had some whiz bang amazing technology or not as much as they had some insights that that maybe we didn't have or use something differently uh, so th those are two and then 100 percent i'm going back and every time before a big lotto win every time every time before a big one i've got those winning numbers and i'm cashing in every <laughs> single time and i am going on the road and unlike how i mandel i'm then just shaking people's hand just calling myself mr lucky <laughs> and I'm spreading luck and joy throughout the world. Right, right, right. And I'm just shaking hands until a fingernail falls off because I get some weird disease and then I go into hiding. See, that was a good answer. That was a good, smart, intelligent answer. I'm not capable of that. As you were explaining that, I was like, you know what? I'd kind of like to go to that night where OJ killed those people. And just, just see what happened? Just be like, I, I, I'm curious. What, what, what went down? Or even just to be OJ like... OJ angry doesn't look OJ happy. <laughs> be like, OJ, hey... You're about to fuck up real bad, man. Like you're, you're gonna hurt to you're gonna make lots of you're gonna make lots of mistakes. I know you think you got this planned out with this flight booked to Chicago or wherever, and you've got a wool hat on. You're gonna make some huge errors here, sir. Uh, now it seems like I'm rooting for the murderer. No, uh, <laughs> I will go back and tip off the police. Uh, also, OJ, you're gonna get away with it, but then you're gonna fuck up again and yeah. get busted. Well, come on, OJ. Yeah, OJ is. Uh... Why don't they do a making the murder of OJ? Like they do it on those two handicapped guys, but they don't. <laughs> handicapped are I was going to say, I don't think they're handicapped. They're just, they're just Wisconsin white trash. Maybe someday that'll be, classi that'll, be cl that'll be classified as a handicap. You know, just one too many cheese curds. Right. So, so what happened? Uh, God damn it! What happened? Brendan, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I got my pants on. I'm sure there was a time where you know, his brain is half frozen. Mental retardation was not considered a handicap. They're just like that fucker's dumb. Uh, and yeah, maybe in in 2040, it would be like, oh, you can't. Sorry, his family is just. It comes from a hundred years of white trash. Uh, you know, genes. There's nothing. He's a, he's disabled. He's disabled. Yeah, he comes from this part. No learning. <laughs> No nothing. Yeah, just how it works. I did get obsessed with both the, all the OJ documentaries and the, uh, the 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 drama TV series thing. Those were good. Those were good. I was into that. Yeah, I uh, I didn't watch one. Uh, my friend Jane Wells reported on it. She was a reporter on the scene for uh, for the OJ trial, which I thought was was very interesting. Uh, she's she's great. She watched all of them. She had her. I just followed her. I was like, oh. She'd post something on Facebook every time the new FX series yeah. came out or the 30 for 30 came out. And she'd just be like, okay, this is what really happened. Or they got this right. Or they kind of missed this. And it was perfect. She mm -hmm. was also the reporter on the Seinfeld season finale. She's on, one of the, on the show? On the show, yeah. Wait, so she's a real-life reporter yep. reporting on, on OJ, but then also was acting as a reporter on Seinfeld? Yep. Golly, that's... What a life she's led. She's she's a yeah. She's an awesome lady. She's good people. Uh, yeah, she's 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 Jane Wells. Shout out to Jane Wells, who maybe will start listening now. I remember I so I fly to Southern California. Got to do this thing with Triumph Motorcycles, having some fun, uh, being an MC for an event, hanging out with my buddy Regan, and I call Jane. I'm like, Jane, let's meet up. She goes, great. And I said, you know, we should do this or let's go here. And she goes. Actually, I've got this great Mexican restaurant. They make the best margaritas. Let's go here. And I go, is it quiet enough to do a podcast? And she goes, <laughs> I'm not doing your podcast. <laughs> Come on, Jane. Jane. I was like, what the hell? She goes, your sound is awful. <laughs> True. Oh, 
Jane. And she just said, I don't. She was, Jason Dick keeps up with your stories, but the rest of your guests just do not keep up with your stories. And I don't believe one of those people who's just looking going, well, I kind of have a story. Like, Jane, you've been a reporter. You're you're a young lady, so I'm not going to say how many years you've been a reporter, but you're the best. And you're you're my friend. We did a, uh, she brought me to the Boy Scouts of America gala hmm. with her husband. All right. So I was sitting at the CNBC table and... I mean, Jane was just, she's always looked out for me. Been very, very kind. I've known the, the, the woman for a lot of years. I remember I took her to a Laker game once as, you know, she's like, hey, you're my friend. Let's go to a Laker game. She goes, you get two beers and two hot dogs. I was like, okay. She goes, you can't have any more beers. You got to drive home. I was oh, like, was that your ration or this was yeah, a gift from her? Like, this is my <laughs> ration because, and I remember she was bringing me the, uh, the beers and hot dogs and behind us was some famous actor. I forget who it was at this time, but there's a couple of famous actors behind us. Yeah. And some guy yells out, hey, is that Jane Wells, CNBC? And she goes, hi. And I go, what is a better highlight? That you get a shout out over an actor or you're bringing a PR guy beers and hot dogs? She's like, don't ruin my moment. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the Boy Scout thing. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s there. There's all these people. I'm at the yeah. CNBC table. We're having a good time. I'm telling stories, keeping the table entertained. We're laughing. We're, we didn't realize we were so loud and so drunk, uh, drinking copious bottles of red wine, that uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. actually walked back and asked us to be quiet because we were we were ruining the auction. Oh. So then we get done. We you keep say, hey, sit wine. down, radio. Yeah, it's like, hey, calm it down a little. Hey, guys, back there, go that yeah. table. No, you, no. And I just kept, I was, everyone was laughing. We were just telling stories. Her husband's there. We're having a great time. So we get done, and one of the guys from the next door table, he joins our table. He says, you guys are so much more fun. We get done, and he's giving me crap. And he's got this cute little Porsche or something. Mm-hmm. He pulls it up. He goes, hey, uh, hey, farm boy, where's your car? <laughs> Wait, Cuba Gooding Jr. said this? No, some other fucking Oh, boy. okay. And Jane's like, hey, you know what? I wouldn't. See, Jason, Jane, I don't follow his stories yeah. either. No, and he goes, Jane, I wouldn't poke fun at Jason. And I said, Mine's the Jeep. They didn't pull around. It's right there. If you don't watch your fucking mouth, I'm going to run your goddamn Porsche over. <laughs> and this guy pulled away so fast. And then she looks at me and goes, are you okay to drive? <laughs> of course. Of course. I went to my buddy Regan's house about seven blocks away and fell asleep on his floor. Yeah. With his beautiful pit bull. <laughs> it was awesome. Handsome James Ferdinand. Shout out. What's up, buddy? I think that was before Handsome James. Or right when he got him. I think it was right when he got him. He had another beautiful... Handsome James is the name of the dog? Yeah, he's the okay. only pit bull in L.A., maybe two in California, that's a certified therapy dog for um, for children's hospitals. So he goes in and he plays with kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for that's him. pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, look at Chevy. Do you ever drink with fancy straws? Look at Chevy Chase's straw. <laughs> look at that no. bullshit. First of all, you can only use that once. Right. Uh, bacteria is going to grow on that thing. Forever, oh, yeah, and ever yeah, again. yeah. How do you how do you, how do you wash that thing? You don't. You, you throw you it right away. And kids want to keep them. My daughter got one of those straws. Is that? I, I thought this was a, a, a 1988 prop. Do they? We still have those today. I still have them today. My daughter, my daughter got one at a birthday party, and she goes, "Dad, I want to use it again." I said, "No, you'll die." <laughs> she's like, "I'm not going to die. It's a straw." I go, "No, you're going to die." So then I washed it in the washer uh, on the dishwasher, but I put it on super high heat. <laughs> and it just melted. Right. It just and she was like, what happened? I go, oh, I told you not to wash it. Because if I didn't wash it, I couldn't use it again. I said, well, these are the breaks in life. This is just what happens. Mm-hmm. I let that haircut. 
You remember Kid and Play? Yeah, of course. Have kid you done play. it? Have we? Uh, should do a, a do house party uh, on this podcast. Should we do house party or electric boogaloo breaking? I did one or two. I did not see the the electric boogaloos. I'm somewhat familiar with those, but so we can we can of course do both. But yeah, I like those house parties. House boogaloos. parties were good. The first one was good. Yeah, I don't really remember the other ones, but the first one was that was nice. That was a good one. Yeah, but yeah, what was I guess it was Kid who had the big eraser head uh, yep. Afro thing. There was Kid and Play, and then for house party, they you know kind of went crazy. It was. I, it, some could argue it kicked off that white boy party genre of what then probably ended with Superbad. There, there was okay. a time where there was a, because now it's just so, or they got to put a warning on it, underage drinking. This film is rated on. Oh, right. Underage drinking. And I said, well, I'm sorry. What happened? Not coarse language, not nudity, not aggressive violence, underage drinking, rated R. Yeah. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah. A little ridiculous. Do you... Uh, yeah, I don't know how they make any movies anymore. Now everything is not... Everything's not allowed. Nothing. The guitar is allowed. Do you have a guitar in your band? No, no. Uh, I, dare I, you. I do have a friend who uh, is in a band. Uh, shout out, Hey Girl. Not a band anymore. Defunct. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, four girls who would just play cool cover songs. And yeah, the singer would play a guitar. And I remember asking her, and I was like, the guitar is like not really a valuable instrument to your band. You just play it because it's fun and looks cool, right? And she's like, what the f... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to get aggressive here, but now I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the guitar is bullshit. I think we can all agree. You can still find them on Craigslist for about 100 bucks. If someone wants I mean, to prove me wrong, by yeah. all means. But it's bullshit. The the whole idea is the so that you you can still stand up and rock like you're playing a guitar, but you're playing piano or keyboard, right? I don't know how to play the piano or keyboard, but I feel like you can't do it. I feel like you can't play the same things. Like if you put the guitar on and play the flight of the bumblebee for me, I'm like you're not going to be able to pull that off, right? No, there's no way. Look at him try to slide. Have you ever slid a girl a drink? <laughs> um, no, I don't think I've ever tried that move, sliding it down the bar. That seems like it's it only works in the movies. Is there a uh, is there an awkward uh, drink buying moment for a young lady? Do you recall? Um, Look at that man. hair. I don't. She think is so. straight. I can't. By the way, that hair is straight, one hundred percent straight out of. Are you quizzing me here? I'm quizzing you. Yeah, that hair, that the, blonde girl's the hair. Blonde girl's hair is straight she out. Just did the movie. Uh, oh, uh, Sam Donaldson. Uh, uh, Roadhouse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That Roadhouse hair, it had a lasting impact. Right. Those dark roots are. She's trying to breed into the '90s. She's <laughs> trying to get her hair back, but yeah. she's not letting go yet, <laughs> at all, for sure. Uh, you don't seem like the guy that wears a tie. Uh, you know what? I actually had a tie phase for a little while. Come on. Where, uh, like, yeah, like, I would, no, I would just be, uh, like, I was the guy wearing um, a, a, a button-down shirt with a tie and probably, like, a weird V-neck sweater vest, but then camo cut-off shorts or cargo shorts, something like that. That was my look from 2004 to six. 
You had a two-year run of a tie? Uh, they, I mean, it was just like a kid. I would break it out. It was in the, my repertoire for a little while. Interesting. Yeah. And I remember I was doing a, a 101X event, a promotion at Coyote Ugly, which somehow still exists on 6th Street, right? Uh, it's still around? I think if, if it's not there, it's closed very recently, but I'm pretty positive that it's still there. Which is, makes Should we no start doing the podcast there? <laughs> well, they open it up and dance on the bar. I mean, I guess it's it's for tourists. Like people will, who are not from there will like. I gotta go down to Sixth Street and you get to Sixth Street and like, oh shit, they got a Coyote Ugly. Uh, I'm is that from because they used to have a Champs. I'm from there? Nebraska. This is great. Um, Remember that Champs on the east side as well. Oh uh, yeah, bar? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, think that's still around. Yeah, I don't know, but I remember going into a Coyote Ugly for this promotion, and they have go, of course got some. Almost stripper who's uh, standing on the bar, singing along to the song or doing some dance, and she sees me walk in, and I have that get up I just described. Fantastic! I'm wearing a tie, sweater vest, but with cargo shorts, and it's just like a hey, I'm a. It's like half, it's like half uh, Avril Lavigne, half Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, there's some angry music. But clearly there. not a formal look, and I walk, and she sees me. She's like, "There's no ties in here, Mister," and then like fucking pulls the tie off of me and starts to dance with it. I was like, "It's not like I'm the business. I don't work for Dell, and I just came in here with my work clothes. I'm clearly I'm down with the whole angle." Uh, yeah, but uh, do you see the shoes? Yeah, the, the shorts. <laughs> you stop yelling at me. By the way, I fucking mom. I was trying to play along. I then jumped up on the bar with her. Nope. That's apparently the first rule of Coyote Ugly. Is, like Fight Club? Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's rules one, two, and seven. Like I have, uh, do the, like everything. They they should have the, the the needle record scratch sound effect just ready because yeah. As soon as I got there, I was like, everything stopped. Nobody was into it anymore. They told me that was not cool. That's they told me. That guess, was my first day at Coyote Ugly. I didn't yeah, know. Probably, hopefully, last. I uh, I went in there once, and then I got in trouble because I was. Like, I'm sorry. Is no one dancing on the bar? <laughs> and some girls like, we're not your monkeys here to dance for you. We'll dance when we want to, and it's not busy enough. Uh, okay, I gotta go. Right. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. I need to go someplace else uh, where I don't know. Anyone can dance in the bar at any time. Dirty Bills. <laughs> you could walk. You could walk into Dirty Bills today. Whenever you're listening to this, get on a plane, fly to Austin. They open up at like four or five o'clock, whatever time it is. Walk in, put money in the jukebox, and start dancing on the bar. And no one's going to say boo to you. That's the way. That's the way they get down. Dirty Bills. That's the way they get down. Yeah, good point. Is is the Coyote Ugly bartender dancing on the bar girl? It's not that, like the movie. That, well, just like if you're if you are of the type that you're going to become a hot six street bartender type girl, is that a better job or a tougher job to get than just the girl at Dizzy Rooster or whatever it's a chugging uh, nickels, loose uh, uh, knuckling, <laughs> right? Just having fun in or bikinis. Where do you as a if you're dating a girl, <laughs> what's the least place you want her to work? Hooters, uh, bikinis. Let's just put them in order. Let's do your top three instead of top five. Let's flashback here. Um, Hooters, bikinis, or Coyote Ugly. Because yeah. remember, mind you, you have to go into these places and support them 
because they're working. Yeah, bikinis is going to be, that's my number one, I don't want her to work there, because I, <laughs> like, honestly, and I don't want to make any enemies of the, the bikinis people, uh, but I remember the first time I went in there, because they don't wear, it would be one thing if they wore their bikini top from home that they normally wear to the pool, okay. but they all have just one color tops okay. that look like bras to me, they're just wearing, they're basically just walking around with bras. And I'm like, I want to, I don't know, I just, I, I don't feel great about it. I want to pull one aside and be like, hey, you don't have to do this. There's yeah. like... You I'm can, starting a new band called Novelty Vaginas. You can, okay. <laughs> By the way, I saw that and I instantly thought of a Twitter handle for your show. It's called, it's called Great Band Names yeah. One at 101X, or Great Band Names from Jason and Deb, and my first one was going to be Novelty Vaginas. That was a callback to this morning's show. I don't even, oh, yeah, Deb is worried about, uh, she's having surgery, and are they going to peek at her vagina? I was like, you just got to dress it up, all right? Dress it up. Get, put it in a clown suit. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Yeah. Worry, worry more about the, the surgeon not being distracted. By the way, if the surgeon's distracted by your right. vagina, this is a bigger... You want him to stay focused on the task at hand there. That's a good right. point. <laughs> Sorry. So bikinis number one. Bikinis is the, uh, definitely the worst. I don't, I'm don't. i not feeling that one. Hooters I'm actually fine with. And I don't know if it's because they've been around oh, so long. I can't do Hooters. But I feel like they okay, Hooters okay. has like some, some old school kitsch Americana like cuteness to it. Yeah, until they come home. Hmm. But yeah, so you so your number one. But that's bikini, a, that's a, that's even number one bikinis, number two Cody ugly, and then and then your your favorite of, of the three. If you're going to date a girl from one of those establishments, the Hooters. <laughs> if those are the three options, then is that your order? Well, Worst, I middle, mean, best. Okay, hang on. Am I like am I already dating the girl and she's going to go work at one of these places? No, nope. she's like, hey, I like you, Jason Dick. By the way, a I bikinis work girl is, and, and you've gone on two dates, and then she's like, "Hey, by the way, will you come see me at lunch today? I'm working." And you're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. You said you're in the service industry. What do you, what, where do you work?" She's like, "Bikinis." And you're like, well, yeah. "Parking's so hard around there." <laughs> I guess in that in that case, I might reverse the order because yeah, I think the, the bikinis girls are of a higher caliber, so I'd probably go with that. I'd probably go Hooters girl second, and then those Coyote Ugly. I don't know. So I've not spent a lot of time in the Coyote Ugly, so yeah. that, but they, they didn't. They didn't grab me so much. But that's sort of what I'm talking about. Is like if you are about to become a Hooters girl, it's like I guess maybe the money's better. But wouldn't you rather just be a server at Chili's? Wouldn't you Wouldn't you rather – I mean if, if you were going to become a bikinis girl, wouldn't you rather just, you know, be a server at Applebee's rather than wearing your bra to work every day? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the – the financial the tips difference. are probably better at any of those three establishments if you can get people coming in, which I think they lightly date people only to have them come in. Right. And say, hey, by the way, the rules here, like, you can't touch me or really talk to me too much. There's those a South Park rules. episode about this. Oh, is there? Yeah. It might be recent, but I watched My crazy it neighbor Roger right now is listening going, I told him I could beat him on <laughs> South Park trivia. I, well, you definitely are going to beat me because I've seen very few, but I, yeah, the, the time... I watched it online, so it's probably five or six years old. Somebody's hearing this and being like, oh, duh, it's from season 15. When they were. Uh, but, yeah, all the kids, they, they go to – and it's not called Hooters in the show, but it's obviously Hooters. Yep. And, yeah, they are they are all made to think – all of their Hooter, individual Hooters girls convince them that they like them, that they're their new boyfriend or whatever. And oh, so yeah. they tip $1,000. and. I love that. They put the little heart there right on the napkin. My, <laughs> my thing is, is it because I, you know, I, I had a sister – 
growing up, and I remember uh, her, and this is in Montana, right, where you had to wear nylons and all that stuff. And she was like, my feet stink so bad after wearing nylons. And so my instant thing of breathability in life and hooters is, oh, I'm just assuming below your belly button, it's just odors and, and, and everything's trapped in there. <laughs> right. It's an awful experience. It's all just marinating in it's there. Just, for, yeah, it's just awful. She worked a double that day. And... Oh, just walking around, her feet are sweating, and they're sitting in there, little piglets are just, they're, they're pruned like they've been in the pool all day, <laughs> and it's just her own sweat and grossness. Yeah. So, Hooters number one off the list. If I'm single and someone says I work at Hooters, I go, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Uh, number two, uh, I have to go bikinis. Just because the jean shorts and bra top just weirds me out. Yeah. It just weirds me out. Coyote Ugly, I'm, I'm saying, listen, I'm dating a girl from Coyote Ugly because no one goes in there. Like, I've walked <laughs> by Coyote Ugly so much. <laughs> it's so empty. No one's hitting on her. Or the one weird guy that walks in that is looks like a fucking weirdo walking in because no one else is in there. He's like, so, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, uh, I drive a Corvette. Good for you. Sets his keys down on it. It's not 1985, asshole. Listen, get out of here. So though you know those are that that's probably my ranking of the reasoning why. The uh, the first girl I remember from my high school who got into stripping, uh, I remember her a very attractive young woman, uh, 19 years old at that time, with very, quite well assembled. Uh, and she was working at the landing strip, and I was like, isn't that like the the worst place? Uh, I'm sure you could have made. People have been shot there. I was like, I'm sure you could have gotten on with that. The, the Rose are one of the one of the more reputable places, and she <laughs> told me that she picked it basically for that reason. Was that the landing strip? She would only see fucking creepers at the airport, and like you know, hopefully not her dad's friends who would uh, be oh, there. That's right, the Yellow Rose or whatever that place is. Where did we go that one night? Did we go to a strip club together? We did. After oh, Ginger shit. Palooza or before Ginger Palooza. I got in trouble because they said make it rain. And the other Jason who managed that <laughs> strip club yeah, uh, gave me $201 bills. Yeah, Palazzo. Palazzo. And I didn't throw it on the strippers. I threw it out in the audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I remember this story now. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. When Jason wasted $200 of Palazzo money. Yes, well, yes. because is that the, did they, the, did he say that they recoup some of that money? Like, I'm like, that money's supposed to be, I mean, I guess they would, they'd rather have the strippers have it than the patrons. Yeah, because the strippers have to give it back. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a landmark alcohol day that day. That was, that was a good day. Whew. I remember Sheesh. the uh, I remember uh, the the Benji's, which is now no longer there. It's Kung Fu's there. Yeah. Uh, coming across when I introduced your band because <laughs> I said the f word too many times, oh. and everyone on Sixth Street heard it. I was so excited. I also remember, and I I was pretty drunk, uh, giving you a PBR, and you're like, nope, ask for a Bud Light. And I was just like, no, nah, you're pretty. And then you're, you're the drummer, whoever. There's another person who's like, I asked for the PBR. And I was like, there you go. And you're like, still going to need that Bud Light. <laughs> I was like, god damn it. Yeah. I'm a, even though my band, the, the Sucktone shows, are usually pretty short. I'm usually a good two or three beer, uh, two or three beer per set guy. That's important. We had plenty of beers that day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ginger Palooza. Let's, let's bring that back again, maybe. Figure it out. Figure something out like that. It was a that was a good, good old fashioned time. Um, ooh, he's not a good fighter. Rob Corddry. 
Very funny. Not a good fighter. No. Uh, not at least in the movies. He's, right? he's been nude in this movie a lot, too. He has. He's got... Uh, you know, what I don't think they realize is, is that guy punched him right in the forehead. Yeah. The forehead's the hardest bone in the body. Like, that's where you break hands. Like, if you want to fight someone, if someone throws a punch to you, the, the, your best point of action is actually put your forehead into their fist. Oh. Crushes their hand. Is that how people, when you do the headbutt move, is that what yeah. you're doing? Is you're hitting them with your... Yeah, with the top of your forehead. Yeah. You got the headbutt move, it breaks the nose. The problem is when you do that move... Now I got Vegas fact checker, my buddy uh, in Las Vegas, that is like, finally you're telling an honest story. Uh, when you do that move and you break down the nose, a lot of blood capillaries, right? So you break down, you hit, boom. They are distracted 100%. Like everyone's like, oh, dude, that's the bad. If someone gets close, you grab their shirt and you go, wow, yeah. And that sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. But what you don't realize is that you get their blood in your eyes. And oh. it's very, very hard to see and it burns a little bit. Yeah. We've probably covered this several times before. Sure. Including uh, Roadhouse and that guy gets his, ne- his throat ripped out. Fuck. The Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> best, uh, best part, when I slow pitched you that, you're like, what are we, why are we talking about the NFL again? What is going on? What is, oh, what the fuck just happened? I am, my favorite. Uh, I have never punched anybody in the face. Yeah. I've never punched. I've never been in a fight. Uh, I've never like, I've you know, joke punched my friends and stuff like that. But yeah, I have never punched anybody. I got in so much trouble uh, when we talked about the fights. Which we, we were talking about Roadhouse. I forget when we talked about uh, which episode. We're 45 or 44 deep now. But uh, I forget which episode when you and I were chatting uh, where I was like, oh, I've been in a couple of fights. And then the old Vegas fact checker chimes in. And he just he's like, I personally know of you. I've been with you. I've seen you. In at least 20 fights. How dare you say you've only been in a couple of fights? Like 20 fights? <laughs> I'm from Montana. Like I just, I loved getting into fights. When I was a kid, I remember, I remember my dad taking me to bars mm-hmm. and saying, hey, wow, you should get into this fight with this guy and let's just see how tough you are. And I was like, I'm not that tough. This is, these are not good opportunities for me. <laughs> He's like, well, let's figure it out. Well, let's not. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I hope that uh, I hope that I don't have to get in a fight. That, that, Fights are something. horrible, man. They hurt. Anyone who says different just doesn't know. So, qu- question for you: They, yeah. they spent it looks like probably a week or something, you know, in uh, the eighties. Yeah. Is there uh, is there a time? Is there a year or is there a decade? Is there if you could go back in time for a period? Hmm. 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 What do you want to celebrate again, if you could? Uh, I'm on Why is he getting undressed for the hot tub? Right. They're going back. Such an asshole. He's taking his sweater <laughs> off like he's going to fucking drown. It's four feet. And i got to tell you a great hot tub story after this where I almost died. Uh, I don't know if I've told you this story before. If I have, you can just cut me off. I'm on the record saying that, uh, so am I going back to, to living in my own life or I'm trying to pick another time to... Uh, it's your own life, but it's yeah. you as an adult. Hmm. Well, that's going to make it weird because I've, I've always said eighth grade was my best year of life. I really enjoyed eighth grade. Uh, that was uh, first lost my virginity. In eighth grade? Yeah. Overachiever. Way, way to go. Wow. Just, yeah, it's 13. So that's why I get Did you. your mom know this? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Eventually. Would, at your house? In a car? Get, get at school? Mostly at my house. Uh, I grew up my mom was 
<laughs> working were night. Were you at least giving her English muffin pizzas? <laughs> or were you doing those toast pizzas, those shitty toast pizzas? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, were you whining and dining the lady with an English muffin pizza at least? We, there was not a lot of whining God and dining. It was, it was, it was, uh, but yeah, it was also like that was the peak of my athletic abilities. Eighth grade. I didn't have any mortgages. Uh just had a, I had a driver. My mom would take me wherever I wanted, anytime I wanted. It's, it's, a, it's an underrated time in your life, eighth grade. That's what I'm going to tell you. Eighth graders, listen. Yeah. Underrated time of life. Yeah. <laughs> All the eighth graders who are listening to this podcast, please keep in mind uh, that when you grow up and there's grown-up responsibilities and things like that that you have to involve yourself in, it's not always fun. All right? <laughs> you, got, you got things come and do and... Uh, I don't know. You get old, your bones start to creak. Can't just have sex with the girls who you randomly know from uh, natural science class. Come over to your house in the middle of the night. Them's, them's were the days, kids in eighth grade. That's what I'll tell you. Hold on. Middle of the night sex? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. So my, my, Does this girl not have a curfew? My, uh, my mom at the time worked uh, the, the late the graveyard shift. She worked nights. Mom, single mom hero, uh, worked the uh, graveyard shift so that she could, you know, have the days with her kids who were fucking in her house in the middle of the night. Uh, but my oh, bless her. my grandma lived with us at home, but she's an old lady and like wasn't wasn't paying Bad attention. Hearing. And uh, so yeah, the girl who uh, uh, fornicated with me in eighth grade, she would uh, she would sneak out of her house. She lived in my neighborhood and sneak out of her house out of her window. In the middle of the night, and started making trouble in the neighborhood. Yeah, come, come <laughs> over, and she would just sneak into my house, and yeah, that's that's the way that's the way it went, kids. Wow, I'll tell you here. I'll give you this PSA, eighth graders listening. All right, when you have sex when you're 13, it's awesome. Okay, better it's at great. night because that's when you're that's that's when your sperm's asleep. It's great. It's great, <laughs> but. God will punish you by making your penis stay the same size the rest of your life. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm cursed with a 13-year-old penis to this day, guys. Great band name. <laughs> 13-year-old penis. Fantastic band name. Uh, you wanted to tell me a hot tub story before. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, as the movie's ending, uh, three people didn't do anything with their hot tub time experience. And one gentleman did. Oh, he's got his arm back. Hang on, did we find out about his arm? No, his arm's back. Oh, so he's back. Now we're back to the future, and he's he's, he's changed. He's got his arm. It's just yeah. like an... Oh, okay. Yeah. He got hit by the thing. He got hit by the thing, but they saved but it. they put it in ice. Drinks. I don't know. Yeah. The douchebag ski patrol guys saved him. It's it's like when Marty comes back, and all of a sudden his dad is a famous author. You know, they, uh, you know, they say that every time that... This uh, Marty was rescued by Doc. It's he died in the Back to the Futures. Now what? Every time Marty was rescued by Doc, previously he had died in the same venture in, in the Back to the Futures. So Marty's died a bunch of times. Yeah, uh, you're getting real like Rick and Morty on me here. Yep, but I know. Uh, that's actually I remember when I saw this Hot Tub Time Machine originally. My beef with with it was that I had such reverence for. Back to the Future, where they pay ex- extra attention to the time-space continuum, and you can't anything that you mess up in the past, it's going to affect the future. And for a little while in this movie, they're like, "Yes, we have to be careful about that." And then eventually, they're like, "Ah, let's just fuck all these chicks in the '80s and party." Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, "Come on, man, respect the time-space continuum." 
Um, but you're, I, I've since then, since this movie came out, some smart nerdy people started telling me all the, the flaws in the time loops in Back to the Future. And I guess, yeah, that Marty has probably been uh, killed a million times over. Yep. A lot, a lot been saved. A lot been saved. Uh, so, hot tub. So, uh, my buddy and I, we were uh, working at a uh, working at a restaurant. We thought it'd be fun. We had a day and we're like, who can get the most phone numbers? <laughs> so, I get this phone number from this gal and I end up winning the most phone number, which was like three to two. <laughs> right. After working a double shift. And we're guys. Crushing it. Crushing it. So I get this girl's phone number. She's like, oh, you know, by the way, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Wiccan. I'm like, well, whatever. Do Wiccans get naked? She's like, <laughs> yeah, Wiccans get naked. I'm like, fantastic. So we end up the next day, neither, neither of us are working, and my parents are out of town, and we do a little pony keg softball tournament in my backyard. <laughs> See, every time you want to advance from a base, you have to slam a beer. We have a bunch of people. We're playing. We're having fun. We get done. Uh, my stepdad, God rest his soul, uh, passed away, but he was at the time, he's alive, and he has a hot tub at his house in Whitefish, Montana. Swinger. Total swinger. Total swinger. With my religious mother. Just <laughs> swinging for Jesus. Uh, so we get done, we're drinking, we're having fun, we all go downtown Whitefish, because at that time, drinking and driving is like a $5 ticket. We cruise down <laughs> there, we're, we're drinking more downtown. And then this girl's like, let's go back to your place. And I said, absolutely, let's go back to my place. So we go back, and she's like, hey, is your hot tub on? I go, yeah, I turned it on before we left. Let's get in the hot tub. She's like, perfect. I said, I'll be right back. So I'm like you. Mm -hmm. I run upstairs. I put my, my swim trunks on. And then I grab her a pair of shorts and a shirt, trying to be a gentleman. What a guy. What a guy. I come down. She's standing there naked. Nice. It's like, well, we're not going to need these. <laughs> so... Well, that sounds fantastic. So we get in the hot. We we start making out a little bit, and uh, I'm trying to think. Am I a virgin? <laughs> maybe I, I think I had sex once. So it's not you know maybe once, maybe I, for once maybe twice. Once maybe twice. And so where we get in the hot tub after making out in the little entryway to the hot tub. Yeah. And she sits on the far corner, and I sit down the other side. She's like, "Come here." And now I'm concerned. Like, I'm weirded out a little bit, right? Because I don't know how to go over there. Because mm -hmm. I, I have an erection. I've got a boner. Oh, right. So if I stand up, like, part of it sticks out of the water, and then I'm just cutting through the water like Jaws. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but on a three-and-a-half-foot-tall, a, a three-and-a-half-foot-deep uh, hot tub... Do I breaststroke over there? Like, do I try to swim over there romantically right. <laughs> and then just drag my dick across the bottom? Like, yeah. you know, which, which one problem. do you do? That's probably. Or do you do some weird thing where you squat down because you're embarrassed of your boner? Like, which, which one do you do? So what did I do? I did some weird squat down breaststroke. I, that's a, I was going to say, probably like a little waddle over move is what I would go yeah, with. Not, not a good look. Yeah. Not a good look. So we're making out, and the waddle move over, the breaststroke waddle move over is key to this. That's why I bring all that up. So I'm kind of on my tiptoes. I'm still in my waddle position, <laughs> trying because it's Montana, it's at night, it's cold outside, it's like oh, 50 yeah. degrees. Hot tub's 110, or whatever the temperature should be that's warmer than outside. And we're making out, and she is, she's rubbing on my chest, she grabs my throat, and she pushes my head underwater. 
Now in this aggressive move of pushing underwater, and I haven't cleaned the hot tub all summer, my feet slip. Oh. So now they're up by through her armpits. <laughs> all right. Now I'm underwater by her own hand. Yeah. I've slipped. My feet are up. I'm not getting up. There's no angle for me to push my way up, really. Mm-hmm. And then she takes her free hand and her pointer finger, and she decides to check my temperature. Oh, Make sure I'm no. a cool 98.6 degrees. Oh, no. Now I'm screaming no. The story had so much promise. <laughs> I'm <laughs> screaming. I'm screaming no. But the hot tubs have the bubbles on. So yeah. it's just. <laughs> but it's just bubbles coming up, bubbles coming up, bubbles coming up. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then pulls me up by my throat. Very strong, Wiccan. Wow. Don't date a witch. Wow. Very strong. Pulls me up and she's like, was that hot? <laughs> I'm just spitting up chlorine and hot tub water, trying to still get, thinking I might still get laid. Yeah. We like, hey, the hot tub's all cold. We should go inside. Yeah. She's like, yeah. let's go inside. I'm like, perfect. We go inside. We go into my bedroom. My mom had been mad at me that summer for something I hadn't done. They were, they had been away almost the whole summer. Oh. And uh, she didn't give me a bed for that summer. That was my punishment. You didn't have a bed? No. So I had like comforters laid down and pillows on the floor. <laughs> wow. I was telling people I was going to do a natural finish. It's an interesting punishment not to give your son a bed. It's a psychopath. So she comes in. She lays down next to me and she goes, I think that's been enough for this evening. Let's just rest. <laughs> and lays down flat on her back, puts her arms down kind of to the side, pushes me away a little bit, and just holds my hand and goes, let's just sleep. That That's not, not cool, man. I almost that died. Cool. I How old were you? I was 19. Yeah, not cool. (laughs) Like now, as a almost 37-year-old man, sometimes I'll do the like, you know what, I'd just rather sleep tonight. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, 19, like that would be. And 19 is crushing. Yeah. And 19, you're wondering, what did I do wrong? Should I have died in the hot tub just to get laid? (laughs) (laughs) What? Did I die in the hot tub? Am I in hell? Is that (laughs) what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) But I remember she would come in. So she gave me her phone and she goes, call me. Let's hang out again. And I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. And I never called her back. And then she came into the restaurant one day and I was talking to a friend and my friend's eyes just light up. And she stands behind me and she just grabs my throat and whispers in my ear, remember me? And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. I've been calling you. I was like, well, you know, I've been super busy. This was, and she's like, I want to rekindle what we had. And I was like, I don't want to drown in a fucking hot tub. Yeah, that's uh, it, with a, one of the few times in my life where I've weighed sex and death at you know at a young age. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm voting no sex, even if you know death is involved with this one now. Right. Gotta go to church. <laughs> Gotta wash the wicked off. Like, I'll hang out with you, but in a controlled environment. Yeah, like here, yeah. <laughs> where you're still grabbing my throat, you fucking <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> So, folks, oh we've done it. We've gone back in time, uh, hot tub time machine. Jason Dick, after a, a month away where I was sober, and yeah. uh, you drank for me, and I appreciate it. Uh, what do you think of the new digs, by the way? The studio, the fun. Uh, this is great, man. This is terrific. I, you know, As I said earlier, I will always hold you in high regard, Dirty Bills, and I'll see you uh, when I see you. Uh, but this is great, man. Uh, good job hooking this up. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby Cheatham. Uh, Thank you, Jason. I know you're talking to Mike a lot, so I always appreciate you coming out and doing this. Hot Tub Time Machine, uh, as par for the course, I think we touched on it a couple of times, which is good. And uh, 
How did they make a second one? Wasn't there a hot tub time machine too? There was. I don't know how they made the second one. Yeah. Seem that seems a hundred percent bullshit. <laughs> right. One hundred percent bullshit. I don't think you can sequel certain things. You can't sequel you and I. Can't sequel hot tub time machine. <laughs> just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Uh, so there you go, folks. There it is. Now is that beautiful point in life when you get to sit back, relax, and listen to my daughter as she sings about the first time she dropped a deuce. You are oh so welcome. Thank you and good night.